If it matters to you, it matters to us. Call Tip today on 1-800-938-007. Now, Alice spoke to me in the last hour of uh, the programme and she was talking about her difficulty uh, getting information um, about uh, the standing charges on her bill and she said she spoke to a gentleman and he couldn't understand her and she couldn't understand him because of accent. Well, Phil is in Nakaderi and was on to us to say that if Alice uses the internet, she can do online chat and ask her questions. No worries about understanding an accent. And when finished, uh, she can have the chat emailed to her. It's calm, it's civilised, it's uh, um, the best idea via type talk. And that's from Phil. You see, that's a great idea, Phil, and that works extremely well, I would imagine, for people. Like, but not everybody is savvy about the use of the blooming computers, you see, and that's that's the problem for an awful lot of people out there as well. Noel was on to, uh, to say, I beg your pardon, um, one of our listeners on to say, I think it's Liam, in fact, who was on to say, oh my God, the poor man, my sister Margaret died of cancer in August of 2022. God bless Noel, is what Liam says to us uh, this morning. Um Councillor Anne-Marie Ryan spoke to us uh, earlier in the programme as well about the construction of the steps uh, onto the Mott and Bailey on the Tipperary Hills. And um, John is taking exception to Councillor Ryan because he's saying that she should be impartial on things like the hills and uh, she should be representing uh, all of the people. So I presume John might be one of the people who would be objecting to um, the uh, situation there on the hills in uh, Tipperary. All right, then it's time to talk farming and I'm glad to be joined now by Pat O'Toole from the Farmer's Journal. Pat, good morning to you. Good morning. Uh, good to talk to you today. Pat, uh, the big agri story has to be the nitrates uh, uh, derogation being cut from 250 kg um, to 220. To those of us who are non-farmers, why is this so important? Why is this such a big story? It's about cow numbers. It's about stocking rate. Basically, uh, the kilos of organic nitrogen relate to uh, every cow every animal has a, a loading of organic nitrogen, which is the nitrogen excreted by the cow. Uh, urine and faeces, blurry and dung, um, and that, uh, that is counted uh, against every cow. So when the uh, limits come down, the number of cows you can carry on your grass platform is reduced, and this means that dairy farmers will have to cull cows. And that's why it's so emotive. Now, is it cull cows or is there the option of acquiring more more land? Oh, yeah. So there's obviously the uh, option of acquiring more land. A lot of farmers availed of that at the start of the year because we had a parallel process known as ban. And that basically um, relates to, I, I've said earlier, that every animal carries a, a loading of so many uh, kilos of of organic nitrogen is is um, allocated to every animal. So the allocations changed earlier this year. So under banding, uh, high output dairy cows had their allocation significantly increased, which again uh, effectively reduced the, st- the amount of cows you could carry on your grazing platform. So dairy farmers moved last autumn and this spring, spent huge money renting land, in many cases leases of five and ten years, paying up to €550 Euros an acre for land for ten years. Um, now, the problem they have right now is uh, milk price 
does not support that level of expenditure. They're actually losing money on those cows. And that's in year one, nine years still to go. That's a pretty grim prospect. So while the option is there uh, in terms of what you can do, economically, uh, it's very difficult. And then there are parts of the country, especially, say, West Cork, where there is no spare land, the Golden Vale, there's mm. not much spare land. Yeah. If you're up here where I am in, in Wexford, there's a lot of tillage farms, a lot of dry stock farms. It's a very mixed farming area. But you go into Kilkenny, you know, there's very intensive dairy areas where every farm is a dairy farm. And there's no spare land. So there are limits over where dairy farmers can take land. It must be part of the grazing platform to count. So it has to be within reach of the parlour, really. So... Uh, it's very limiting. And was this not expected, uh, this announcement, uh, Pat? Did this come, come <laughs> suddenly? Uh, I suppose it, it's been on the card. So yeah. the limit is 250 kilos and the, the derogation which allows Ireland to operate at that because of our grass-based system was gained again for two years um, and or for, sorry, for three years. <coughs> um, but there were uh, rules put in place uh, around the derogation in terms of we needed to see improving water quality for 250 to pertain. Mm. And uh, there are a whole variety of reasons why water quality is not improving. Um, they're very complex processes and there is a lag time between actions taken and outcomes. So even though dairy farmers and all farmers have upped their game significantly uh, and are operating under very strict environmental controls nowadays, um, perhaps the sins of the past are still haunting the, the profile of our waters and not just the sins of farmers. That um, we, we have a very poor uh, profile in terms of the uh, water treatment processing, both public and private. Our septic tanks aren't great and uh, the amount of sewage uh, going from our towns and villages and cities uh, into our waterways is unsustainable and unacceptable. But dairy farmers have to deal with their own issues. So um, yes, it has been coming. It's been on the cards. It's still a shock because knowing that something might happen, hoping it won't, and then the realisation that there's no way out of this. And that's what's really happened here. The Minister of Agriculture talked to the Commissioner on Monday looking to see if the 250 could pertain. Um, at the moment, the rules are that uh, where the water quality is diminishing, it's a reduction from 250 to 220. And uh, or where the water quality is not improving, I should say, it's a reduction of 250 to 220, and uh, uh, so that's you know a cut of over 10 percent, uh, close on 15 percent. And uh, the minister had a meeting. He's been criticised very deeply by farmers because the meeting was on Zoom. Yes, uh, there are three uh, members of the Arochus Agriculture Committee out in Brussels, and they're meeting the commissioner uh, face to face. But I'll be honest, uh, I think that. Uh, while the optics of a Zoom meeting don't look great to farmers, the die is cast on this one. The commissioner is not for turning. Ireland is one of only three countries that gets uh, a derogation. Right. And there's very little political support within the commission or in our fellow European uh, member states and what happened uh, for this, Ireland to get special treatment. What happened this morning, Pat? Because there was the, to be that meeting with the farm organisations and the, the minister, and we had that announcement earlier on then that the IFA... Um, would refuse to attend that meeting. Any any news from that, or has that? Uh... Yeah. So so this is a standoff uh, which preceded this uh, 
I suppose this bombshell broke yesterday afternoon just as we were going to print and hit our front page um, and hit farmers' um, uh, mindsets. Uh, but but this action was actually planned on uh, on Tuesday at the IFA Council meeting. And uh, the reason that that protest was taking place initially before uh, this latest derogations uh, row blew up is in relation to delayed payments. So under the new very complicated system of supports for farming and payments are going to be delayed and farmers are uh, uh, unhappy about this and the Charter of Farmers' Rights were meeting this morning and this is where farmers get to meet the Minister and have their say and the IFA say that the Charter has no longer become a consultation process. It's where the uh, the department tell farmers how things are going to be and the consultation uh, is really lip service and mm. as a result they've boycotted the last at least two charter meetings and they protested outside the planned meeting for this morning on the grounds that Speaking of that, Pat, I mean, what I find, even as a non-farmer, what I find a great pity about this is that it's dividing farmers at this stage because there's a rather unfortunate video on Twitter uh, this morning of the ICMSA going into the department for the meeting and being called scabs by IFA members who are picketing outside the building. I mean, this is real divisive stuff, isn't it? Yeah, and I mean... If the farm organisations go after each other, to a degree, the minister can sit back and let of them at it. Of course, um, yeah. So, let's get the popcorn out. Um, there, there are uh, national elections in both ICMSA and IFA at the moment, uh, just starting. And uh, that May, there was a protest by one of the IFA presidential contenders earlier in the week uh, outside Ag House uh, on the same issue uh, of delayed payments and also issues with TAMS. Uh, which is uh, mm. the support scheme for uh, for capital investment on farming, uh, and yeah, look, it's fraught. Everything everything is fraught at the moment. Last year was a year that brought huge concerns because of the you know swift changes in input costs because of the effect that the Russian invasion in Ukraine had on everything, and farming was fearful, and it turned out to be a great year. And maybe farming came into twenty twenty three with a little bit of a swagger. And it's been an awful year in every regard. So farmers are they're concerned, they're frightened, they're angry, and they want to blame the minister. The minister's saying it's nothing to do with me. The commission make the rules. And then now they're starting to blame each other as well. It's quite difficult. And the ploughing is in 10 days' time. And yeah. I think we're going to see uh, quite a bit of tension around you know, the Department of Agriculture, the IFA, um, and the other farm organisations quite a bit of tension. That's, that's for sure. Now, you, in passing there, you mentioned uh, the IFA presidency. It looks like two-horse race. Is that fair to say, Pat, at this point? Correct, yeah. Unless there's a very big surprise. Um, Martin Stapleton from Limerick is the current national treasurer, was the returning officer, but has just stepped down from that role because it would be a conflict of, a conflict of interest to be a candidate in the election and the returning officer. Um there's some precedent in that. Tim Cullinan was in the same position yeah. four years ago and uh, successfully uh, became uh, president, had a, a good campaign. Uh, Martin will be up against Francie Gorman, who is from Leash. She's the current South Leinster regional chair. Um, it, it's Munster against Leinster. It's dairy against dry stock. Uh, Martin Stapleton's a dairy farmer. Francie Gorman is a dry stock farmer and a tillage farmer. So, um there seems to be a clash of cultures there, whether that will be the lines that the uh, election is fought on. They're both outraged about the uh, the nitrates derogation. 
So, uh, well, Tim, and, Tim was a, a pig farmer, so you know. That's correct. Yeah. Tim Cullinan is, is is a pig farmer. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, that's correct. And and uh, uh, it, we've seen, you know, Eddie Downey was primarily um, a poultry farmer. Yes. Um, yeah. Now a dairy farmer. He's himself and his son have as. Uh, uh, transitioned into dairy farming, still have a significant poultry operation. But the IFA is interesting in that regard. It's a catch-all organisation. They have uh, a, a huge rate of 17 mm. committees. Many of them are commodity committees, other than are involved with, say, environment or farm business or farm family. And in terms of the deputy presidential election, we have the first female national uh, candidate, Alice Doyle, uh, who's from up the road here in Wexford, uh, originally a Carlo woman, but was actually school principal in our own little uh, two-teacher primary school here uh, and uh, educated my lads, so I know her very well. Very She's yeah. the first woman to run for national office, a former national chair of Mochrana Firma, um, and uh, she's running for deputy president, and she'll be up against Pat Murphy, uh, who is a Galway farmer. He's currently the regional chair for Connacht. Interestingly, even though it's Leinster against Connacht, Pat is a dairy farmer, and Alice is a dry stock farmer uh, running a farm with her husband Tom, and they're yes. uh, they're dry stock farmers. So again, uh, the, you know the. Uh, the perception is that dairying is in Munster and Leinster, and Connacht is is principally yes. dry stock. But, but not that's, always the case. Not always the absolutely case. Pat, absolutely not. There's Pat, a patchwork of farming. Pat, thank you so much for your time today, and uh, good to talk to you as always. That's Pat O'Toole from the Farmers Journal, and of course, it's on your shelves right now. Before we go, let me leave you with a, a text from one of our listeners, and um, a listener saying, "Just listen to your program today, Fran." Um, uh, what do you make of the following comment? You are responsible for three things in life, what you do to yourself, what you do to others, and what you allow others to do to you. And I love the programme, Fran, and I listen every day. Isn't that lovely? Thank you very much indeed for that. That's it from me, Ali Produced, and Stephen's on the way with the Time Tunnel. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Look after yourselves, won't you? Bye-bye. Tip today with Fran Curry. With Slattery's Garage, puck on. You can't beat experience. With over 50 years maintaining Peugeot cars and vans, we like to call ourselves the experts. Call Slattery's Garage for a free vehicle health check today. 067 24111 or slatterysgarage.ie.